Tuning into the 484th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Arrows, Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you're listening, thank you for making me in the show part of your day, whether via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, and or whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Gonna have a great podcast for all you guys today. Gonna have Mr. Zach on to preview the NFL, talk some Bills, Buffalo Bills versus Tennessee Titans, and some other NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Now, before I get to that conversation with Mr. Zach, I'm going to get my shameless plug. As always, first-time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Check on the description below, specifically for you Spotify, everything timestamped. You can click on the timestamp and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you'd most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nitrin underscore lane and subscribe to my youtube channel just type in daryl lane you will find it i post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here as well as my syndicate show outside the shop and lastly if you have apple or itunes give me five stars and a great review and for some odd reason right if you don't like the pod then don't say anything because you know what your mama told you if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all and cut up next at the break on barbershop sports talk and i have mr zach on the show cut up next at the break on barbershop sports talk Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach with us. How you doing, man? Good afternoon, dear. I'm doing, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, so... I'm ready to get on with these predictions today. <laughs> Quickly, for uh, Thursday Night Football, what did you think of the Steelers and the Browns? Well, actually, um... Well, actually, I mean... Playing with a playing with a playing with a backup quarterback, um, I like I like how they ran their offense. I mean, a good mix of running the ball and good mix of short passes. Amari Cooper has, has a good um, connection with the quarterback. Seems like and uh, the, the, the running back tandem of um, Kareem and um, uh, uh, Kareem and uh, so, 24, the running backs, they um, they established a nice little uh, chemistry there, and and Pittsburgh is lacking in, in, in some in some areas, and uh, they might be in for a long season. Yeah, they were showing the uh, on the game. They were showing Nick Chubb squatting. I guess he squats like 700 pounds or something. Uh, 24, and you could see it, the way he just runs through people and kind of churns through contact, it's absolutely amazing. Oh, man, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a solid running back, and uh, he's going north and south. He's not messing around too much. He's going straight. He's, he's, he's hitting his hole, and he's making contact. Decent, a decent um, catch out the back, so he only caught one pass, but 
Kareem and Kareem Hunt is an uh, excellent um, addition to their backfield. So Bills versus Titans ended up being a blowout. That's what I said. I I'd, I'd think the Titans had a chance. Forty-one to seven. Thoughts about that game? Um. Once we once we once we took control of the game and took it and took a, and took the lead position of, of, in the game, um, we put we put them in a position that they don't like, where they basically have to throw the ball. Their strength is power rushing and power running, and once they get behind, it's hard to catch up with, with that. And um, we basically contained Henry the whole night. And uh, once you contain Henry, you basically handcuff that team. And uh, their first drive was pretty effective. They tied the score up 7-7 seven to seven on their first drive. Uh, Tannehill was throwing, a, throwing some nice passes, but... After that, um, uh, we just overwhelmed. Yeah, and it's really interesting, too. Uh, Derrick Henry, they held him to 1.9 yards per rush. I think, like, in the last 50 times Derrick Henry's ran the ball, that hasn't happened. And Derrick Henry's usually been a guy, and the Titans have usually been a team that, historically, the Bills have struggled against. And they really seems did a like, Seems like a bad matchup for us. Over, yeah. over the last three or four years, you know, we beat them once. Well, I think we beat them once out the last three times, maybe. And um, they had they had uh, missed a lot of field goals that game. But overall, overall, I think um, we got their number now. The Bills' defensive line was dominant. Uh, they just whipped the golden tails of the Titans' offensive line. There was really no room for Derrick Henry to run. And, and also, um, our linebackers played the best game of the season that they that, that they played as a unit. And, in, and individually, they all made separate big plays, and um, that's something I've been waiting for. I think Edmonds played the game of his life, of his NFL life. At least I know that. <laughs> Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds was flying around. He was good in coverage. He made a sack and he made a couple of hits behind the line of scrimmage, which is a sign of big-time middle linebacker play. Yeah, I believe he led to that tip that ended up in the Poyer interception. Great coverage. Great coverage. Anticipating that pass, um, dropping back in coverage, attacking on the run. He, 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 was a, he, he played a solid ball game. And then Matt Milano's flying around, too. Uh, this defense really has no weaknesses. I mean, the front four and the defensive line in general, it's the deepest uh, defensive line in the NFL. I mean, their backups are just beating starters. Like, it's it's insane. Then you get to their two linebackers and Tremaine and Edmonds, who are very good. Then you get to... The rookie corners who are playing well, uh, guys like Tyron Johnson, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and it's like there's really no weak spots on the defense. Well, the depth of our defense will be challenged because we have we have three injured secondary players right now. <clears throat> we also have an injured our, our best link, our best pass rusher off the uh, off the uh, up the middle, Phillips. He has a hamstring problem, so I don't know how that 
when did you, what part of the game did you realize you were kind of like, okay, this is over, the Titans don't have a chance? starting to make a claim to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. A lot of people are starting to say that, and I'm kind of like, I mean, when Diggs is on, he takes a back seat to nobody. I agree. I agree. I agree, man. But uh, he's the best He's the best for, for our team. And uh, he has the best chemistry going with his quarterback as of now. Uh, Rodgers, and, Rodgers and Adams is, broke, is, is, a, is, no, is no longer available, and uh, you know, Mike Evans and Mike Evans and, and uh, Brady are not really totally on point like that. So, and uh, Cooper Cup and his quarterback—they—they they, they nice combination, but we—we—we we, we eliminated them also. So he he has, he has a right to. to um, be ranked top top three, top five in the league. So when you hear people say that, you know, they're still skeptical of the Bills because people will be like, okay, the Titans are 0-2. They lost the Giants. And also the Rams, uh, they got blown out by the Bills and then they almost lost to the Falcons or the Rams really that good. What do you say to people who question the Bills, how good the Bills are based off of their dominance so far? Maybe it's not as impressive as people think. Some people are just looking back over the history of, of fast starts and then then a, then, then a decline in this, as the season goes on. Um, they put we have a, they have a lot of pressure on them as a as a as a team and an organization. It's like it's a win now situation, and um, people sit back and wait for them to mess up or to uh, uh, fall apart. Um, as of now. The only the, the question that I ask is the depth of our team because well, with the Nick Mac injuries that's piling up, we we next man up he has to step in and fill that and, and fill that position adequately as a starter would fill it, and so far so good. I mean, even Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis was out, and that Oliver was out, and it... yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be back this week. I think Oliver with a high. I think that was a high ankle sprain. They didn't say. They didn't say exactly what it was, but that's a lingering type of injury. Then even uh, number fifteen. I'm forgetting his name, but number fifteen. Uh, Kumaro. Yeah, the the uh, he was the D, a D three guy. He's a D three guy. He was playing well too out there. He was playing real well actually. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that's their. I actually, I think he's much better than uh. The rookie we have, Shakira, uh, Shakir, I think he's much better than him right now. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a season bet. He's been around. I think he came here from Green Bay. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, he was with Green Bay. And he, he's fast. He's a good route runner, big, bigger than you would think for, like, a prototypical slot guy. I think he's, like, 6'4". Uh, and he has some speed. Like, there was a few times where he just he, – he ate Caleb Farley up a few times. 
receiver. So as the Bills go on to face Miami next, what are your thoughts of that matchup? Well, Miami got something that you can't practice for. That team speed. I mean, you can imagine it, or you can you can think it's kind of unless you face to face with that with with those with those speed demons that that they have. Uh, you always got to be on your toes, and you can't let those guys get behind you. Um, I, I'm not sure about their pass protection. Uh, we've we've had we've been we've had success against their quarterback. We've had success against their team lately. Um, if we get into an early lead on them, we can control the game. If we fall behind, he can take it. That he can be our enemy. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I don't see. Um, I don't see a, a drop off of our of, of our um, of our of our team. Uh, quarterbacks peaking. Everybody. Uh, we got a fullback that's starting to show his stuff. Um, Gilliam. Um, as 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 a team, we're showing we're showing dominance on both sides of the ball. And if we if we jump on a big lead that Baltimore had on Miami, I don't see Miami catching up with us. I see I see us beating them by a touchdown or two. So this is what a Dolphins fan said. Apparently, I think this Dolphins fan was actually at the Bills game uh, on Monday. They said the Bills are scared to post Tyree Kill stats on the big board. You can't hide Buffalo. Fens up. We're ready. What do you think when you hear that statement? Oh, it's just that's, that's just uh, hype. I'm quite sure we have a few things to say also, you know. And I also heard Kyrie Hill say that he eliminated Buffalo two last two years, and as he was catching the ball from Patrick Mahomes, and that that our secondary sucks. I don't know if he actually said it, but I've been reading that. That's, that's just lack of that's just billboard and lack and um, lack of um, billboard material just to get us pissed off. And they don't really they don't really want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to poke the tiger. No, no, no. So uh I see I see I see another dominating performance. Like I said, we 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 playing against two things, we playing against the dolphin and also we playing against a hundred degree heat. So we can't afford to fall behind. So I do want to ask you about this real quickly before we get into our full slate of NFL predictions. So Ime Udoka, uh, what's going on with him? And apparently, like, he might be suspended for a year. He had something with an employee. I, I just want to get your opinion on that. Uh, another example. Another example of uh, of, of, of people not respecting their boundaries. Another example of. Another example of reckless behavior. Another example of, unfortunately, and I don't like to play the race card, but sometimes black coaches or black guys or black professionals have to have to be twice as good to eliminate all the distractions and crap that comes along with the job. Uh, he has a he has a relationship with a well-known actress and entertainer and uh, it's kind of like public knowledge of his 
of his life. Um, they, they, now I'm hearing that the, 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 that the woman's picture that they're showing on the TV is not even the woman that he's involved with. I don't, I don't get it. Something's, something's confusing here. Um, did you hear that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Say that again. The lady who they're showing, Allison Feaster. Oh, the I team employee. Yeah, I heard a report that that's not even the person that he's involved. He was involved with. The who? I don't, I don't, the who was he involved with? <laughs> that's I just heard Stephen A. Smith say it. Oh, that's and then, I, then I heard Mark Spears say it. Mark Spears on ESPN. Yes, I've seen. I heard, I heard two guys make that statement that they they put the wrong lady on, but apparently she's the only female on the staff, so it wasn't another. Lower-ranking employee that's not honest, that's just an employee of the Celtics. So I, I don't, they're not giving enough, us enough information for me to make a total, 100% factual comment about. Oh, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, I, I did see pictures of those. So I think what's had going on is people are trying to figure out who the woman is, which I guess is naturally everybody's curiosity, right? I mean, it's awful, but I right. think that's just that's just naturally everybody's curiosity. Who was the woman, right, that he was doing this with? Uh, there is only one woman, I believe, to be on the staff. So by process of elimination, I guess people are assuming it wasn't a dude. And I think people have already said that it was a female as well. So it's kind of like it has to be her. Now, I guess being on the staff and then being employed by the Celtics, there's a gray area there. Uh, and while there might be only one woman on the staff, there could be, there's definitely other women who work under the umbrella and who are getting paid checks by the Boston Celtics yeah, who work within yeah, the organization. Without a doubt, it has to be. It has to be more, you know, so I have to get more information and process it before I can really, you know, but as I, as you know, they just, now that this put another Another thing to question his character, his decision making, his ability to be a leader of a, of a team. And uh, the key word was consensual. And um, if that's more, if I think that's more of a Celtic rule than a league rule. I, I'm not sure, but. Celtic rule. Company policy, no uh, intimate relationships between employees. That's why the league's not getting involved. Right. It's like a. A lot of different workplaces where, where you don't want, which I understand why you don't want employees dating because case in point right now, that can sometimes get messy because it's a he said, she said, somebody breaks up with somebody else or then somebody else gets a job instead of somebody else and that other person's like, well, the only reason she got the job is because she's sleeping with him and now I'm talking crazy. So it's it, it adds a lot of unnecessary drama and angst to a workplace environment that you don't uh really one and that's not a good look or a healthy environment so and you know it's not the only time first time it's happened you know it's happened before i mean but all of a sudden now it's on it's on the headline you know what see with it with, with situations like this it's never a problem until it is until <laughs> right. right. somebody gets upset and i i i, I, I heard espn had the same problem a couple of years ago with their with their guys and nfl network too so I mean, this is, this this stuff goes around, and uh, notice some of the guys you don't see on TV no more. You can kind of almost figure it out. Yeah, no, that is. Your Chris Carter, your Marshall Falks, and those guys. I mean, they they they, they were named in a few of those situations, but it's different because they they're not the boss. 
they were employees with other employees. But when you're in a supervisory position or a leadership position, I guess you're held to a higher standard, maybe. But we'll we'll see how that how that takes place, how that affects them. Correct, and even with. Um when Urban Meyer, I think people might make the parallel to Urban Meyer, I would say the one difference is this wasn't a team employee of the Jaguars he was with, but Urban Meyer was kind of caught in similar a similar situation. And Urban Meyer ended up getting fired months later towards the end of the season for doing more and more egregious yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. But the one difference here is Urban wasn't Urban was with a random woman at a bar. He was not with uh it was not a woman. Uh, it was not a team employee of the Jaguars, right? right. So he's also a married man. Yes, yes. And Emay's not apparently. I was looking this up. I believe they're just. I, I looked this up. Apparently, it just says online they're partners. So I think that means they're they're with each other. That gets to the whole other thing. But that I don't think is necessarily as important. But I don't think Emay's going to get fired. I do think this is kind of going to get brushed over. I don't think. Like guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to look at him too much differently because they're young guys. It's nothing that I don't think they've never done or they've never thought of doing. So I don't think it's like, I'm not going to listen to you because coach was cheating on his partner or coach was doing this that wasn't part of the guidelines. I, I don't I don't believe that that's going on. I think they respect him as a man and they respect him because of his basketball. I don't think they necessarily have to respect him because of what he does in his personal life. And I don't think they particularly care either. <laughs> but, but once again... It's not over. Uh, yeah, they gave him three options. Resign, get fired, or suspension. He had three options. If he resigned, I don't think he gets paid. If he if he gets fired, I think they have to give him uh, some type of buyout. And if he and if he suspended, I don't you know, that's another whole situation. And suspended for the whole year. Spended for the whole year. No, definitely a tough situation with the Boston Celtics. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to give our NFL predictions for week three. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough... Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? Like, really, why bet on football literally anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins when you play, a $5 bet on any football game. That's good. At TBN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we still have Mr. Zach with us. We're going to do NFL predictions for week three. So, Saints at Panthers, who you got here? Um, the Saints 
defensively, the Saints are, are struggling all around the board. Uh, they're having trouble. They're, they're having trouble scoring points. And um, overall, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a very good game. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the home team, Panthers. I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, I think they're more talented than the Panthers. I think the Saints' defense is fairly good. Michael Thomas is kind of chucking along and getting back with that old Michael Thomas. As long as Jameis doesn't turn the ball over, which is a big F. Uh, but Baker's been known to turn the ball over, too. I think the Saints should win like a tough 20-16 to 16 type of football game. Next, we have the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. Who you got here? Well, Chicago's been struggling offensively. Houston, Houston is playing uh, decent defense. Uh, uh, they were, they were not, they were not uh, predicted to win many games at all. They've been, they've been competitive. Um, but I think, I think uh, Chicago has the edge of quarterback, and. Um, I'm going to go with the Bears at home. I'm going to go with the Bears, too. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough, grimy, low-scoring football game. Uh, not a lot of points. Definitely not going to be a super exciting game. I'll say 16-13 to 13 in favor of Chicago. Next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Indianapolis Colts. Who you got here? Uh, I, I got the Chiefs. Um, even though it's a rule against going against a home team, Getting points, I, I think the, I think the, I think the Chiefs dominate uh, in the in Indianapolis. I think the Chiefs dominate Indianapolis. You know, 27 three, 25, 27 three, 30 to seven. Some it's a big. I, I think it's a big one for the Chiefs. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I think this game could get kind of ugly. I'm thinking like 38-10 to 10 type of game. Uh, Matt Ryan is not looking good. The Colts' offensive line has deteriorated. Michael Pittman seems to be their only weapon, and the defense has a lack of uh, elite-level stars on it. So I think the Chiefs are going to run through them like hot butter. Next, we have the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Buffalo, 34-20. This is one of, old, one of the Bills' oldest rivalries. Um, they're starting off with new, our new rivalry. There's a lot of billboard talk back and forth. Uh, Miami, Miami showcase with a big comeback against Baltimore last week. So they're riding, they're flying high. Uh, the momentum was rolling, is rolling their way. But Buffalo is solid. It's a solid team on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Miami tries to play man to man defense, which is which is going to be a problem for them. I don't I don't think nobody can stop the Diggs, Josh Allen combo. I say Buffalo thirty four twenty. I'm going to go Bills 34-10. to 10. I think they're going to move right up and down the field against the Dolphins, and I think their front four is going to get a lot of pressure on too. He's not going to have a good game at all. going to have a lot of turnovers as well. Uh, next, we have the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Detroit, the Detroit Lions have gone to upswing. Minnesota once again showed their inconsistency. They come out and play like gangbusters against Green Bay, and then Last week they barely show up, um, but um, over the over the years they've had success against Detroit. Most teams in that division have been successful against Detroit. 
I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. I'm going to say this is a 34-28 type of football game. Uh, pretty exciting. I think this is one of the more underrated football games of the weekend. Next, we have the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Um, um, last note, Detroit's playing with a lot of energy. I like the enthusiasm of that team. Um, say New England, I mean New England versus the um, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens uh, are going to be on alert. They gave up a big lead last week, and that was unacceptable. Um, maybe, maybe they got lapsed days before towards the end, or took the foot off the gas. And uh, it's hard to go against New England, but all, I mean, it starts at the quarterback position, and the Ravens. Ravens quarterback is, a, is very is very much uh, is a very much better quarterback than uh, New England's quarterback. And I can just start at that position. Both defenses, um, both defenses are both defenses are beatable. Um, but I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Ravens by ten. You know what? I'm going to go to New England here uh, at home. Uh, I think they'll be able to slow down Lamar a little bit. So I'm going to say New England 20 to 17. Next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. Well, the Bengals, um, the Bengals pass protection is terrible. They turn, they're turning the ball over a lot. And um, they're, they're, they're struggling. And um, I, 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 take the, I take Cincinnati to win this game. But uh, they, it's going to be closer than people think. Cincinnati and the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. I'll say 27-24, a really close football game. Do not be surprised the Jets pull this out. Also remember, the Jets upset the Bengals last year when Mike White threw four touchdown passes. Next, we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Who you got here? I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to say the Titans won 24-21. Backs against the wall. They need to win this game. Um, I think the division lead is still in sight for the Titans in the AFC South. For the Raiders, uh, they're not winning the West. So I think there's a little bit more urgency on uh, the part of the uh, Titans. Next, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. Say thirty-four to twenty-four. Next, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the LA Chargers. <clears throat> Jacksonville Jaguars at the LA Chargers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this on the talent. I'm going to go Chargers as well, but I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. I'm going to say Chargers 28, Jacksonville 21. Next, we have the LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. the Rams win 38-34 last second touchdown uh, I still don't think the Cardinals are particularly good they didn't look good against the Chiefs in week one and it just took Kyler Murray basically going into God mode to beat the Raiders and an awful mistake by Hunter Renfro so I don't think that will happen with the LA Rams next we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Seattle Seahawks I'm going to go Seahawks as well. I'm going to say Seahawks 24, Atlanta 20. I also think I like Geno Smith a little bit more than Marcus Mariota as well. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to go Tampa as well. I'm going to say 23-20 to 20 in favor of Tampa. Also, Tampa Bay's historically matched up very well with the Green Bay Packers. Next, we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go 49ers as well. Denver has not been looking good at all. Russell Wilson doesn't look great. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't look great. Jimmy Garoppolo's back in the fold. I'm going to go San Francisco, and I'll say they win 24-16. And on Monday Night Football, we're going to have the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Football Giants. I'm going with the home team. I'm going with the Giants. I'm going with the Giants as well. I'm going to say 17-10. to 10, uh, Close football game. A lot of bad offensive football, but the Giants just barely edge it out, and they get to 3-0 and on the season. Right. Mr. Zach, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it. I got to add up. I'll, I'll be start adding up these to see who's winning. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Thank you. And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 484th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.